0: This is The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: Good evening, nice to be here. My name is Vinnie White and I give you an hour-long mass of expert journalism. Then just pour some kerosene on it and light it. I'm a bit cold, I'm warming up, right? Right. I'll tell you why. It's a bit of a long story, but I'll get to it. But before that, let's tell you what's coming up on the show. Um, Amanda Capito, who normally comes on the show, is in Barcelona, which is just amazing. She's always somewhere else and usually somewhere quite nice. And she, she works for a charity. But I can't help thinking that she's taking that money straight from the needy children and pumping it straight into her illicit affairs around the world. I'm not saying that's a fact. I'm just heavily implying it. Um, so we'll call her in Barcelona and ask her why she's such a lucky woman later on. Uh, whether she answers it or not, I don't know. So that's there. That. there. Uh, Pat, the producer's here. Hello, mate. You all right? Great. Happy times. And uh, yeah, now to biz snatch. So I'll tell you why I'm cold. All right? I've got a motorcycle. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Big steel horse I ride. Yeah. Yeah. 7.50. Blah, 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 Hubba, hubba. My girlfriend and I decided yesterday morning, we said, oh, it's a nice day. And it looks like it's going to be warm all the way through the weekend. Let's go to St. Catherine's to the wineries. What could possibly go wrong? So uh, we rode there yesterday, and it was, it was all right. It was like, I don't know, 16, 17 degrees, sunny, nice. And uh, to get around the Golden Horseshoe to the wine region that is near Niagara, St. Catharines, um, you go over Lake Ontario on the Skyway, which most of you will be familiar with. And oh God, I, couldn't, I was a bit scared yesterday going over it because it said high winds, and on a motorcycle... You are obviously quite exposed to the elements. Always makes me consider it. When you see no seat belts, two points. Yeah, it doesn't apply to me. So you go zooming over there and we went and ended up at Winery. Obviously, um, just a minimum amount of sampling because we're on the bike. Well, she got hammered, but I was the DD. And uh, and then we checked into some Airbnb in St. Catharines. Great, right? Nice night out. Quite a pumping little town St. Catharines, I didn't know, because they've got a university there. You ever been, Pat?
0: Yeah, actually, my cousin uh, went there, uh, Brock University there. That's a pretty good party school, so yes. Yeah. It's a nice little town.
1: It was very party central last night. They had a music festival on, and there was a girl with high heels on and a mini skirt throwing up over a wall. Gorgeous to look at from behind in a weird way. I know I shouldn't be looking, and I definitely shouldn't be, oh, this is awful. But I notice as I get older, I become slightly less creepy because in the olden days, I would have gone, whoa, all these chicks, yeah, man, I should be on my motorbike showing off, picking them up. But now I sort of have that, oh, I wish they'd put a jacket on, oh, she'll catch a death, silly girl. So that was nice and we had a nice meal out and everything was great, right? So get on the bike this morning, Uh, it's been raining all night, it's seven degrees, right? So we haven't got the right gear for this. So we go to the dollar store and I buy some female leggings and put them on. Um, Getting changed in a parking lot in St. Catharines. Two pairs of leggings. Quite quite, um, nice, actually. Feel very secure. I've never had so much protection in that area. You feel like you're constantly being held by a loved one. So they popped on and then I put my jeans on over the top. And then because my gloves are leather, they... They're good to not let through wind, but they still get cold. So I wanted to buy some gloves to put under them, but you can't buy them now because we're into summer stuff in the dollar store. So I had to put some gardening gloves underneath my leather gloves, right? Girlfriend bought another couple of pairs of leggings, put them on. We looked like a couple of Michelin men. It was ridiculous. So we get back on the bike and we start taking the nice, easy, windy roads. But it's cold, right? It's really cold. And then we get to the Skyway and our mission was just get over that bloody skyway and then as soon as we get into what's next after that I can't remember
0: the trip i never drove
1: past hamilton you hit is it oakville or have i missed one the one that begins with b burlington yeah there's burlington is the name of a town you're listening to a british man messes up your geography on news talk 1010 yeah one of them I think it was Burlington. Anyway, it's the
0: perfect thing to text in.
1: Yeah, text in. Where did I go when I came off the Skyway? seven ten ten? Where did I stop? The, wherever that was, we're heading away from Niagara back to Toronto, right? So wh- what was that? I think it was Burlington. Or is that in Vermont? I'm so confused right now. Well, they're both around. Ver- there is one in Vermont. And there's one here too, so. Oh, uh, that's what's throwing me. Right, first text in says, yes, you hit Burlington first, then Oakville. Thank you. Uh, okay, so we're, we're going over this Skyway, right? Now, you might think, if you're a motorist and you look glance across at a motorcyclist with a chick on the back, you might think, man, I know what he's thinking. He's thinking about the open road, the steel horse he rides. He's probably got headphones in listening to Bon Jovi, yeah? He's probably thinking about all the miles that he's put down. He probably got on that thing in Utah and he's still going because he's not even on a vehicle. He's on a dream. Yeah, he's on a journey. No, I'll tell you what, if you drove past me on an orange motorcycle with a woman petrified hanging on to me for literally dear life, this is exactly what was going through my head today as I was on a skyway.
2: Ah, Jesus!
1: I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm so cold. I'm so cold. I can't, I can't use my clutch. I can't use my clutch. I can't change down gears because my fingers have seized up. <laughs> is she still alive? Is she hanging on to me? I don't even know she's still there. I can't feel my belly. I can't talk to her because it, all I can hear is this. <laughs> my balls feel like they've stuck to the petrol tank in the same way a tongue can stick to a lamppost. I think she's unconscious. I think I'm unconscious. I don't know where I am. Oh, my God, there's a high-sided vehicle about to fall on me. If the wind gets any stronger, they will have to fish me out of the lake, and actually that feels OK right now. That lake's probably warm. I'd love to jump in. <gasps> That's roughly what was going through my mind. Went to Tim Hortons in Burlington. First place we could turn off. Right, Got off. Couldn't open the door. (laughs) Some guy comes out. He goes, hey, you're a brave, eh? No, I'm bloody stupid. I'm stupid. My girlfriend's stupid. We're stupid people. Have you seen any other bikers out? No, because we're bloody stupid. Idiots. Got home. I got in the shower, right? Just because I was so cold. Got in the shower to warm up. I was in there for half an hour. My girlfriend went to bed. I got out of the shower. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm still cold. Then I was late for the show. Normally, i plan it a bit earlier. Went to bed. I couldn't get out of bed.
0: I was going to say that's the best, longest, deepest sleep you could have is falling asleep, tired and cold. Yes,
1: and if you have a warm bed, I mean. Exactly. If you have a nagging child, strap them to the back of a bike, take them over the Skyway. They will sleep proper.
0: That, when I was a kid, the best sleeps I ever had is when my parents would kick me out of the house until late at night and I, in the middle of winter and I'd, you know, have to walk home, be freezing cold. You can't complain. You just want to just... The feeling of just a thin sheet is so warm and comfortable. <laughs> Are you confessing child abuse? No! <laughs> they made sure I got a good night's rest.
1: What, what time are you allowed back in?
0: Oh, I, you know, never too late. Seven or eight or night. Once it was dark. Oh, p.m.?
1: Yeah. OK, that's all right. Well, it, I mean, it's, it's amazing how tired I was afterwards. I was a dead man. And my knees, my knees are still cold.
0: All your joints, I'm sure, are not quite right.
1: Yeah. It's not that glamorous. And then I couldn't get my gloves off because it's hard to get off your leather gloves when, A, your hands don't work, and, B, they're wedged on with a pair of gardening gloves from the dollar store.
0: And if they're in a fixed position for so long, they just swell up. Yeah. It's, you know, like the OJ glove in reverse. You can't get it off.
1: (laughs) I think you might have opened a whole new chapter in that case. Did he have a bike? Mmm. My girlfriend said afterwards when, when we got off, and also you still shout even when you get off because you're so used to it, right? So you get off, you turn the bike off. Are you still
2: alive? I don't know.
1: I said, did you enjoy it? And uh, I think she said something about how she'd quite have enjoyed falling off just for the pain to end.
2: <laughs>
1: Hopefully hyperbole, but you know what? It was pretty evil.
0: Next time you use, you'll you take the bike out, it'll be, you know, at least plus 20. You won't run into that problem I won't ever
1: do that again. No, no way. All right. yeah. If I see anything under 15 degrees, forget it. I'm out.
0: If it's even possible the next day, yeah. it might go down to 15. Exactly. Don't bother.
1: Basically, it, that means in, in Canada, you can only ride it for three days in August.
0: But that's the joke. That's what the joke's always been. There's It's weird that there's so many bikers. There's a huge amount of motorcycle riders... In Canada, there's maybe two solid months out of the year yeah. where you could ride comfortably, at least.
1: Exactly. I don't know if this country's for me, in all honesty, Pat.
0: I, just after you get your citizenship, that's when you start to, like,
1: <laughs> have a buyer's remorse. <laughs> but the problem is, when you get citizenship, is for the first time ever, go ahead, mate. Go anywhere. We're never going to kick you out, whereas before, you have to play by the rules and be in the country for a certain amount of time every five years, etc. So now, I should be getting the passport this week. It's a bit late. I think when I get it, I'll tell you the very least thing I'm going to do is immediately book somewhere warm.
0: Yeah, go to Nicaragua or somewhere, uh, yeah. yeah, or wherever Amanda went. Sounds nice. Barcelona. Oh, yeah,
1: so let's phone her up, actually. i will do a break. I'll come in there and give you her telephone number. I believe she's in Barcelona. Do you think she's a drug dealer? And uh, she has, she's going through
0: all those places, mm. the places where, you know, you might buy some drugs and then some places where you might sell some exactly. drugs. She's, you know, very jet set lifestyle, New York, London, mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, somewhere down south with you in the, you know, Spain's where all the drug dealers apparently go on vacation. Mm. The Costa del uh, Sol, they call it the Costa del Crime.
1: Uh. Let's find out if she went via Colombia. I bet she did. What, what for? Oh, just to pick up a few things. I've uh, recently got into talcum powder exportation. Uh,
0: a, a young star in the import-export business. <laughs> <laughs> You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on in Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: If you like this show, then take it with you wherever you go. White.co.uk. vinny has got a weird spelling, V-I-N-N-E-Y White, like the colour, at... Oh, I nearly read out my email address. That's not what I'm doing. Uh, .co.uk, that's it. And um, you can subscribe to this Wonder that is a weekly podcast and take it with you. Advert-free. But, having said that, I encourage you to listen to the adverts and buy the products that you're sold in the interests of Biz Snatch. Right, so um, we should probably do some Donald Trump stuff. Yeah. <sighs> uh, Donald Trump celebrated his 100th day as president in true Trumpian fashion. Uh, he tweeted some barely coherent, totally baseless Twitter attack on the press. Uh, the freedom of which is protected under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution, or as Trump calls it. The paper thing that some guy wrote that's totally wrong and sad. Totally. I could totally do a better job. I could write papers that make your head spin. Can you do it, Trump, Pat? Uh, no, some, some specific words like China. China. Just, you know. Yeah. I met President Xi of China. China. Anyway, um, Trump tweeted on day 100, main sh- Mainstream fake media uh, refuses to state our long list of achievements. No, it's, it's not right, is it? Sounds like um, that cartoon dog, the slightly depressed one. You know, what? That make me shed. Um Anyway, Trump tweeted, Mainstream fake media refuses to state our long list of achievements. <laughs> I wonder Why? including 28 legislative signings, strong borders and great optimism. How is great optimism an achievement? (laughs) That's one thing I will give you. You've got that. Down pat. Uh, He also boycotted the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Uh, It's a 100-year-old annual event for journalists who cover the White House. Usually a bit of bants, a bit of banter. Good-hearted ribbing on both sides from the press and the president. Uh, The only other president to miss the dinner was Reagan in 1981, and he was recovering from an assassination attempt. Ah, the good old days. In fairness, his presence would uh, probably have been quite awkward anyway, given that he has banned mainstream news outlets from major press conferences, given a raging press conference accusing the media of everything from misinformation to outright lying, and that, more importantly, I think, the fact is he has the sense of comedy similar to that of a narcissistic 11-year-old who killed cats for fun. Uh, and this week, real shocker ding-dong here, he's just come out and said, you know what, I loved my old life. I, 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 I liked it. Apparently, being President of the United States is hard. <laughs> I think he says, we'll play the clip in a minute, something along the lines of, it's harder than I thought it was going to be. What did you think? <laughs>
2: Let's hear it. I I loved my previous life. I loved my previous life. I had so many things going. I I, I actually, this is more work than in my previous life. I thought it would be easier. I thought it was more of a, I'm a details-oriented person. I think you would say that. But I do miss my old life. This, I like to work, so that's not a problem. But this is actually more work. Uh, And while I had very little privacy, in my old life because, you know, I've been famous for a long time. Uh, I really, this is, this is much less privacy than I've ever seen before. I mean, this is, you know, something, uh, something that's really amazing. At the same time, you're really into your own little cocoon because you have such massive protection that you really can't go anywhere. Is that yeah, I mean, I used to like, I was able to go out to restaurants and even though people like knew who I was. I like to what? You like to drive. Yeah, I like to drive. <laughs> I can't drive anymore.
1: Mm. I think he could run for the highest office in the world and then whine like a petulant child about how hard it is. It's more work than I thought it was going to be. Pat, you've never been in Congress. I would say that you've never been a senator. As far as I'm aware, you don't own a multi million dollar... Real estate business and/or stakes, um, but just out of interest, as a, a, a wee boy in his twenties, would you say that being the United States of America might just involve some hard work? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I, I,
0: my only issue with this is it, for the guy who is so braggadocious, such. Just a pompous, obnoxious guy. he He's having a humble moment somehow, and everyone is still going, come on! <laughs> They're still ragging on him. He's admitting it's harder than he thought. He's never, ever done that. Should I be cutting him some slack? This is the... No, 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 no. No. <laughs> Trash him all you want. Okay. Everyone should pile on him every second of the day. However... This is the one thing where I just go, come on. Mm. It it Can't someone just point out that the guy has literally never admitted anything was more difficult than he thought ever. That's true. He he says, I've never, ever had a cold or had a flu, had a drink or drug in my body. He's everything is an absolute and determined way before he actually uh, did it, Mm.
1: except for this one thing. It's kind of nice. Yeah. So in a, you know what? You've turned that frown and popped it very much upside down. I mean, what you're saying is, yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, it, he's incompetent. But he's Yeah, figured he's it a liar. Out. But yeah, he's actually woken up and realised that it might just involve some work. And he's actually admitted it.
0: I don't know how you cannot say, because there's certain things that I don't think he's perfect. I think he's pretty terrible. But there are some things that I go, oh, that is a move in the right direction. But even then, the execution is brutal and
1: sometimes unconstitutional. And so, sometimes incomprehensible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed some of the protests this Saturday. As he was doing his 100 days, there were people out yes yet again on, in their thousands. Uh, my favorite sign, I've seen better cabinets at IKEA. Beautiful. Um, what's really weird though is his wife, right? Because you've got to feel sorry for him, right? Uh, let, let me elaborate on this a little bit. No matter what you think of him, it's obviously a hard job, right? Being married to him, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, the web just can't get enough of her. Then this writer called Kate Imbach had uh, taken an obsession to the next level. She went through all of the photographs she's ever posted, right? all of the photographs that floatus Melania has ever posted, 470, uh, in every tweet ever, and examined each and every one of them. And then she published all of them back again under the uh, title Tale Prisoner by Choice, the photographic eye of Melania Trump. When she analysed her images, she notes that there's only one of her and Donald together... There's only five photographs of Donald and their son, Barron, and just one of her and Barron. Instead of family photos, there's 74 shots of the same rather bleak views, presumably shot inside Trump Towers, in different weather conditions overlooking New York, mostly. There's about 57 from inside cars and 67s from her private plane. They appear to be documentation of changing seasons by a doomed recluse. And they're really sad a lot of them are like beautiful rococo windowsills just looking out on a gray monochrome landscape of new york as the windows covered in rain and you think you're a bit like a sexy rapunzel without the hair she did not sign up for this no she didn't sexy rapunzel without the hair
0: This is the Venny White Show on In Depth Radio News Talk
1: Ten Ten.
2: I'm
1: just starting to warm up now. I was on a motorcycle today, and I had to go to bed afterwards for an hour and a half because that's how cold I was. And I had a shower for half an hour. Uh, your texts have been coming in. Apparently, I wasn't alone. Thank you. Seven ten ten. Uh, Someone says I'm a female rider and I was caught in that cold today exactly like you I had to stop and shove a load of free newspapers down my jackets and pants
0: That's what another thing uh, from my childhood that's the best insulation is newspaper
1: How wrong is this Uh, I used to put uh, about about a quarter of a phone book down my pants when I knew that my dad was going to hit me around the bum
0: that's a brilliant one because I used to take, uh, if I thought I was going to get in a fight in school, I would take big like roadmap books and tape them around my ribs so any kind of body shot, they'll, they'll break their wrist on it. It's amazing how thick and like insulating it is.
1: Paper's brilliant. Yeah. Are you being beaten? If you're listening in Guantanamo, use a phone book today or a map. Why a map? Why a map? because they're uh, big enough to yeah, wrap around
0: you exactly just because the size of my body and those big uh, atlas roadmaps or whatever they were like two or three times the length of a regular one oh, very and good. they had pull out maps it's as not well. the same
1: now as it with gps no
0: eh? can't couldn't get away with that now you,
1: they just smash your iphone screen now you, don't they
0: yeah you couldn't tape a bunch of garments to your belly and <laughs> i hope that would work so you wore an anti-bullying map poncho No, it was underneath my clothes. I was tricking them. I was ready for them to hit me. I hope they were going to hurt themselves when they did it, though.
1: (laughs) If you're being billied at school, why not put as many garments uh, on as possible tomorrow and wedge as much paper down there as as possible and then run up to the biggest kid and go, Come on! It could be your last day, but uh, what a way to go. Anyway, uh, someone else said, I was caught in that cold today and I nearly got blown off the Skyway too. There's I think there's only two people that were stupid enough to go over a elevated highway bridge in strong winds on the back of a motorbike. Do you think the the bridge
0: people would maybe stop you?
1: Yeah, I just
0: Because even if you tipped over, and not saying, like, got blown off the bridge, but even if you tipped over, it's a massive accident and a traffic
1: jam waiting to happen. They do close that bridge to high-sided vehicles sometimes. Yeah. And I would imagine if they do it to high-sided vehicles, they'd also do it to motorbikes. It's the same principle. The, you know, two wheels and the balance and the center of gravity, it's rough. Yeah, Darwinism though, isn't it? I mean, really? If the, I was that stupid, you know, and I was that stupid. Exactly. Maybe they think no one would be this dumb. Yeah. I mean, if they're that dumb, we can probably live without them. Anyway, like, I'm a new citizen in this country. I bet they're listening to this, the people that did all the paperwork, and thought, this guy, oh, my God, he doesn't even know what winter is. He doesn't even know that it lasts till June. I'm learning. Uh, speaking of all things forecasting and summary, uh, apparently Switzerland has a festival. It happens every year. It's the Exploding Snowman Festival, and it predicts whether the summer will be hot or cold. Yeah. It's a bit like Groundhog Day, but for Swiss people, and no groundhogs are involved, and it instead involves an exploding snowman, so therefore it's nothing like Groundhog Day. In a tradition that's quite hard to be believed, the Swiss will be enjoying a good summer this year. Uh, The country celebrated Serslaaschen, I think that's how you pronounce it, definitely, probably that, a spring festival in which hundreds of horses parade through the streets in Zurich uh, then gallop around a bonfire on top of which is the a uh, snowman that represents winter. Basically, they burn a snowman and get rid of winter. I think it's quite a nice festival. I wish we could do it here. The egg's head is stuffed with firecrackers, and the belief is that the faster it explodes, the warmer the summer will be. This year, it took a relatively quick 9 minutes and 56 seconds. Boom. Of course, uh, the reality is that the prediction doesn't always bear out. Last year it took the Bull a record-breaking 43 minutes and 34 seconds for his head to explode, uh, but the summer was still long, hot and dry. What I'm saying is this might not be scientific.
0: Got to love a good bonfire-type festival party thing. Guy Fawkes Day was great in England.
1: It still is. The festival has also raised concerns among animal lovers who fear it places too much great stress on the horses taking part. However, veterinary students at the University of Zurich monitored the heart rates of several horses in last year's event and said that they found the horses were only moderately stressed. So it's hard to see how you could monitor the stress levels of a horse without just doing the heart rate. But the heart rate's not enough, is it? Like, he still might be having a crap time, even if he's just got a few extra BPMs.
0: Yeah, and also the principle of even worrying about the stress... If any stress is a problem, then just let the horses be wild. And if it's not, then who cares? Oh, just,
1: hang on a minute! Just let them walk around. They're just—it's a—but by that virtue, you've just eradicated horse ra- racing entirely.
0: Exactly. If it's an issue, th- there well, should be no hang horse. Hang
1: on. Ra- in that case, then you can't have Torontonian police on horseback.
0: I, I agree with that. It should be one or the other. Either the, if a horse, especially cop horses, they—they have the law to uphold. You don't want to, you know cracking under pressure, just let them all be wild or stop complaining about any horse that's working.
1: <laughs> You're listening to Horse Stress News on News Talk 1010. Is your horse stressed? i tell you who's the most stressful when it comes to Toronto horses... It's the cyclists that have to ride through their faeces in the cycle lane afterwards. Oh,
0: on our street, is one of the worst because the cu- the mounted unit has to go up and down during the club nights, so it's filled with horse dung uh Sunday morning. Think about filled. that.
1: There's a lot of boom, boom, boom that stresses out these horses in Switzerland. They're doing club nights here, up it's... and down the club zone. Yeah. It's all banging techno. Do horses like techno? These are the questions... They might be stressed out. Actually, I know about that that horse faeces that you have to ride through because they use the cycle lane, um, which is a bit unfair because they're not on bikes. So really, I don't know if it would stand up in court. But anyway, the Toronto horses use the cycle lane. We then ride through it. And I know that because the other day my girlfriend said to me, Vinny, have you just farted or is there horse crap on the back of your coat? <laughs> And I said, well, I haven't farted, so one can only assume. And as I took my coat off, I realised I'd been flicking it up at myself.
0: Yeah, the the back wheel wicks it up. It's great. That's terrible. That's very <laughs> funny, though.
1: <laughs> if you're listening from out Toronto, it's a great city. Do come down. Uh, you'll be uh, frozen to death and covered in horse feces in no time. Uh, 1010 used to have the farm news on Saturday mornings, says someone what's that about I
0: suppose that was to serve the 905 kind of area and uh, there's just like it's agricultural based news and everything like that oh I see it's a huge part of the economy so it's technically like a third of business news it would be farm news unless someone's ta- they're talking about like you know local farm gossip I don't think that's what it was yeah
1: so. it's more about what Trump said about dairy farmers and not what mrs. Miggins bought a new horse and cart and uh it's that Some of the hay fell off
0: Exactly I think more You know Price of dairy Price of hay Versus you know Yeah So and so's You know Not shoeing
1: his horses properly <laughs> I'd love that We should do that One day We should have like um, A rural gossip Ten minutes I'm not saying that it's true But I am saying That I saw Bob You know Bob The, the son of Bill Right I'm so, He left At three in the morning Hmm got in his pickup truck. And you know what he's doing with Delilah? I don't think they're just friends anymore. I really don't. It would be a lot of that. (laughs) Farm news. And then, of course, a lot of the rural communities smoke a lot of dope, don't they? Well, yeah, that's where it pretty much comes from. Yeah. Oh, it's a weird show today, isn't it? I don't feel like it's quite normal. I feel like it's been a bit more serious and not quite as good as normal. What do you think? Oh, well, I've been talking a lot, so. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is... In the most passive-aggressive way ever, shut up, or I'll come in there and insert that microphone fully into your anus. Now then, uh, if I move on to another story, actually, just since I just said your anus, right? I, you know, occasionally I do these training courses. It just reminded me of something that happened this week. So I teach Adobe software occasionally. AdobeTrainingToronto.com. What's that? AdobeTrainingToronto.com. Anyway, I treat, teach these courses, right? I had a client this week and she was learning Photoshop and um, you get to know them quite well because you sit with them for two days, essentially, and uh, go through all the complexities of the program. Lovely woman, absolutely lovely woman, not a massive sense of humour, right? There's a poster of Jupiter on my wall and she said, without irony, honestly, she wasn't joking, she said, did you hear they found new rings around Uranus? But she wasn't joking and there was only me and her in the room, and I'm in this position of authority, and I can't not laugh at that. I've got a mental age of a six-year-old. So, and she didn't even get it when I started laughing. She went, how is that funny? Because you said you're anus. How do you not get that? That's uh,
0: Anyone who doesn't think that's funny, I I can't identify with you. That's the
1: first time I've ever heard someone actually talk about the planet without making the joke. Yeah. I didn't know that anyone could actually have a point. In fact, I've noticed that NASA now call it Uranus just to get around it. Yeah. To get around Uranus, they call it Uranus. Oh... Uh, What was I going to do now? Anyway, it's a weird show, but bear with it. I'm sure it will make some sort of sense in a minute. Uh, I'm going to move on to a new story about the... Did you hear about this guy, the cinnamon guy? Cinnabon guy. No. Uh, This is a weird story. Out of Toronto. Uh, A man on a bus was seen with a 30-gallon tub of Cinnabon frosting, and people (laughs) have a lot of questions. (laughs) One of the most Canadian things I've ever read. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Someone posted on Twitter, I want to see this heist movie. Uh, It was a normal Friday evening this last Friday gone, on a bus in downtown Toronto until, wait, what? Yes. Someone posted a picture of a mysterious bus rider that's yet to be uh, identified, and that guy had a massive, and I mean massive, like as big as him, he could get in it, a massive tub of Cinnabon frosting. 30-gallon drum of Cinnabon frosting. Now, is that basically just sugar with a few spices, is it?
0: I think it's just, yeah, a lot of, you know, like eggs and flour, whatever you make icing, it, it'd just be mostly sugar, I guess.
1: Because the frosting's just the white bit. <gasps> Hang on a minute. This loops back round. I'll bet does something to do with this.
0: <laughs> exactly. Smuggling it in and f- frosting
1: yeah. sugar. Frosting, is it? Yes, but I like to put it up my nose. Uh, he got off a few stops later, said the man that took the picture. He was definitely something. There was definitely something in there because he had to roll it down on its edge to get it off the bus and he continued to roll it down the sidewalk. People inspired by the mystery man and his apparent Cinnabon love, he's been dubbed a hero. Someone says, I will follow him to the ends of the earth. Someone says, if you're preparing for the delicious a- apocalypse, then this is the way to go. Uh, someone else said, well, this looks very much like a Canadian version of Breaking Bad. Uh, we'll never know, but all hail the Frosting King. So if you're reading this and you are the Frosting King, please do get in touch on 71010. Why did you need it? Do you love it? What's going on there? What's with the bus?
0: Unless you're, of course, a violent serial felon and a thief, in which case that'd be embarrassing for all the people cheering him on.
1: True. It is quite a good reflection on just how bad buses are for transporting deliveries. Like, if that happened in Nicaragua, you'd be more coarse. I mean, they call the buses chicken buses because quite often you get on them and there's a bloody chicken on your seat. Yeah. So, you know, that's how stuff gets about. But here, it's weird to see that, isn't it? Yeah, and he didn't even put it on one of the... How do you even get it out of the place? It
0: couldn't have been stolen. How could you steal something like that?
1: And Unless a- he had a child in there and he was avoiding the fare. Ah. Well, don't children get on for free now anyways? A small person in there and he was avoiding the fare. Bingo, we've solved it. Or his wife. Or maybe. Oh my- I mean, I don't want to be dark, but... I did, on the Skyway today, see a man with a Cinnabon thing full of concrete with a foot sticking out, rolling it into the lake. I'm uh, just saying.
0: I was going to say, they put bodies in them, in big plastic barrels and Breaking Bad, so.
1: <laughs> exactly. All I'm saying is, and I think it's very responsible journalism, is that Amanda Capito is almost definitely a drug dealer and this guy's a murderer. That's just facts in the age of non-facts. <laughs>
0: You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. (laughs) Mm, 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 mm,
1: mm, 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 mm. (sighs) Oh, Justin Trudeau. He looks good in everything he wears, doesn't he? There he is, wearing a turban today, looking hot stuff, but not as hot as when he wore... A fireman's jacket. Yes, it happened the other day. Trudeau was visiting a fire station in Regina. When he put on a jacket and it set Twitter alight. Nice. Someone said, I think my house is on fire. Oh, yeah. I like one of the British papers did a report on it, but before they did the report, they said, Please be aware that perceived attractiveness does not have the same misogynistic overtones, nor does it have the same taken less seriously as a politician, like it would do if we were comparing the sexuality of female counterparts. In other words, we're just going to do a playful article, but please don't attack us for doing it. I think it's because some of the, uh, what it was, it's a lot of the British press, which is, by the way, arguably the worst in the world, in, in the free world, um, did a picture a few weeks ago. Of Theresa May and the Scottish um, Secretary with legs out and they said forget about Brexit it's more like legs and everyone's like um, yeah Brexit quite important actually and it's having a massive impact on my life and my taxes and the foreign worker that I hire to look after my children and the NHS and it's flaws and I'm not that bothered About Theresa May's legs. Also, side point, they're not that good. I think that was the general consensus of the British public. But would it stop the tabloid smut that is the British tabloid newspapers owned and operated by the beautifully attractive Rupert Murdoch? Oh, no. Man takes revenge on his noisy neighbours by building a building shaker and leaving it on all weekend. Oh, If you can't stand your noisy neighbours for another second, then we have an idea for you. There's a man in China. He was having a noise nightmare. He tried to go upstairs to talk to the family about the situation, but nothing changed. So Mr Zhou went online and bought a building shaker for 400 yuan Uh, which is not much money, looking to give the noisy neighbours a taste of their own medicine. Powered by a motor, the machine is designed to continuously thump against walls. At 8 o'clock on Friday, he turned it on and he went out for the weekend. (laughs) Legend. With the constant thumping on the floor driving them insane, the neighbours went to the property management office but found that there's nothing they could do to help them. The family even contacted the police, but they were unable to track down Mr Zoe who was enjoying a spa weekend. (laughs) Finally, on Sunday, earlier today, he came back and turned off the machine that had been thumping non-stop for two days straight. Mr Zoe returned to the flat and officers were able to get him to turn the contraption off. It's not clear if Mr Zoe was punished for the act of revenge. If you're uh, also looking to take vengeance upon some noisy neighbours, you can actually buy... A building shaker on eBay.
0: Careful, it might knock your building down, though. Yeah. Eventually.
1: <laughs> I mean, try talking to them first.
0: That's such a good, like, such a satisfying revenge feeling of just turning it that on and feeling your own apartment shake and rattle and then just going,
1: see you later. Apparently, it's designed to have exactly the same impact as a man bashing the floor, or in this case, the ceiling, as loudly as he possibly can, repeatedly. So for the first 10 minutes, they're like, oh, bloody Mr. Zoe's at it. He's in a spa. And it keeps going. It just keeps going. And so there must be a point they're like, how angry is he? And even better, occasionally, it randomly stops and starts again. You had a reset or something, exactly. I'm sure. Oh, that's funny. You can't follow the pattern. It's just genius. I wish I'd have designed it myself. Did I tell you what happened to me? Can I talk about that? I think I can. So there's a guy that lives upstairs from me, well, my business, right? And uh, rather than come down and say, you're making too much noise, because one night I was in there late and I was banging out some tunes, rather than coming down and saying, hey, dude, can you turn it down? He went on Google Reviews and rated Mr. Photo Canvas with one star four times under four different users. That's uh, the the world we live in. I know. So he must have thought, like, imagine he's with his girlfriend. God, that bloody noise is annoying me. It's nearly 11 o'clock at night. Shall I, A, wander down and say, would you mind turning it down and also remind him that there have been previous moments and maybe establish when we're in and out of each other's houses so we can come to a reasonable arrangement or, B, spend at least half an hour to an hour coming up with four different users, weirdly using the same picture, right, for each one of my own actual face, give a one-star review to the business that is making that noise even though I've never used it in my life and here it's a very reliable canvas printing company. And then, when he recognises my face, because he sees me sometimes in the building, like I looked him up, and he's all over Instagram, and the idiot had taken a photograph of one of his own business cards that he'd designed and said, oh, isn't my new cool business card cool? Well, it's got his phone number on it. So I phoned him, and it went to answer phone, and I said, hi, this is Vinny from downstairs. I see you've gone out of your way to give me a one-star review four times. I assume it's because I was playing music the other night. Uh, can you... Get rid of those reviews. And since you're a digital marketing agency that works from home, and that's why you're building your own business cards and websites up there, I would assume you know that it's against Google's user policy to give a one-star review of a business that you've never bloody used. Delete them. He deleted them five minutes later. Did he phone me back? Did he, my bugger.
0: Yeah. Coward. (laughs) Coward. A chicken SH word. Chicken shop. Uh, S-H, didn't I say? Or did I say C-H? Well, isn't
1: shop an S-H
0: word? Oh, I thought you said chop. Oh
1: my God, this is it. See, this is why I'm leaving. Yeah, it's coming apart. I can't do this anymore. Ten years. Why don't you understand me? You know what annoys me? The the one thing that does annoy me, actually, there's many. That's what this show's built on. But today I was in a restaurant in uh, St. Catharines, and they're not as used to accents, right? Because it's a bit more, uh, it's not quite as worldly as Toronto, let's say, right? It's a little white. Yeah, (laughs) So I do the ordering, and I I normally, when I'm in rural places, get my girlfriend to do the ordering because no one can understand me. But today I thought, no, I'm a Canadian now. I'm going to show them. And so I said, "Uh, can I have the the bacon and eggs? She's like, all right, bacon and eggs, awesome. And uh, what do you want to drink? And I went, just a glass of water. And she said, just a glass of what? And I went, water? She went, Florida? Daughter? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't want to... Who wants a glass of daughter? But how do you even confuse this thing? Because I say water. What's Actually, you do, don't you? Water. Yeah. So then I found myself, and I hate it when I do this, saying I'm in a glass of water. And then my girlfriend just looks at me as if I've fallen out of the back of a dog because it sounds so stupid when I attempt it. And she said, oh, I thought you said porter. I don't even know what that... What, a glass of an airline? I don't know... Like, just go the extra few feet. You're nearly there. What could it be? A glass of, uh, cheese? No. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know how you make that mistake. That's the one that bothers me. But you can't come to someone else's country and explain that they should understand you when you haven't made enough effort. So I appreciate that I should probably not sound like a pompous British arse. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. See you next time.